0: Decided to start something that hopefully will continue annually here in our hometown of Monroe, and make it to where these families, now that we have helped so many, be able to come and travel. Get once they get here, we take care of them. Not just including people that we've written checks to, because again, there's so much more that we want to give families than just the money but encouragement support we would say over 100 families have been helped since the beginning of the Moo fund
1: Welcome to the show my name is Jocelyn and today I'm here with Missy Robertson Say hello Missy Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. I am super excited to talk to you today. Over the weekend, you guys had a massive fundraiser for the Mia Moo Foundation. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Oh, goodness. It was a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. We did have a fundraiser. We also had a fun day. So it's almost like we had two separate events slammed into one weekend. And I thought... I think I'm a crazy woman. I don't know why I would do that. But it, uh, it was really an amazing weekend. We were able to not only raise money on Friday night, we were also able to share the awareness and grow the awareness of the condition of cleft lip and palate. And then the next day, we were able to love on and encourage and just have fun with some of the families that the foundation has actually helped.
1: I love that. Even as you're talking, I'm like, "Wow, that's that's exhausting." I'm very impressed <laughs> that you are up and functioning and here to give an interview. So, <laughs> yes. for people who may that's not right. be, well, sorry, our, go ahead. our
0: fundraiser was the first one that we have done of this kind. We've done some fundraisers along the way. You know, we started the Mia Fund in March of 2014, because that is when A&E aired the episode called Stand by Mia, and it was uh, for the du- for Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And it was um, really uh, centered around Mia having uh, a very complicated and heavy, large surgery that we had been, well, dreading <laughs> since she was born. Wait, we, fair. we knew that it, this was coming, and so that was the episode that really uh, launched not just the the awareness factor from our family on a larger scale, but we wanted to start a fund in order to help people that were in the same position as we were when we found out that she was going to be born with this condition. Mm. so we've had this fund going for I guess about four and a half years now, and we've done you know like I said some fundraisers along the way but we just decided to start something that hopefully will continue annually here in our hometown of Monroe and make it to where these families, now that we have helped so many, be able to come and travel. Get Once they get here, we take care of them. We put them up in the hotels. We, uh, we fed them. We had fun with them. And we worshipped with them on Sunday morning before they got back in their vehicles and went as far as Wisconsin, Wyoming and oh, we're wow. Louisiana. So those states Quite are nowhere near us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but they came really literally from all over the country and we realized just how much they needed the support of mm-hmm. other Cleft families to understand what you know what we're all going through on a daily basis
1: that's huge Um, I know I'm familiar with your story because I like Duck Dynasty and I've read some of your books and I also listen to your podcast with Faith Wire but for people who don't know you don't know about your family can you tell us a little bit about Mia and what she was diagnosed with and what that process looked like
0: yes Mia was born in 2003 and at 31 weeks gestation is when we found out via ultrasound that she was gonna have at least a cleft lip of course you can't see the inside of their little faces at this point Mm -hmm. in 2003 and so we didn't know the extent of the cleft and so when she was born we found out then that it was the palate as well and so all a cleft really means is there's an opening there so somehow and for some reason and all of these are questions that i said you know we're just going to ask god when we get to heaven we just don't Mm -hmm. know the answers to why this happened but for some reason, those parts of her face did not grow together and form. And so because it's a cleft and because it's an opening, every child is different. So not all cleft kids can be just lumped into one Mm -hmm. box and treated the exact same way. And even, even the medical professional world don't really understand this unless they specialize in clefts. And so that can also be discouraging and frustrating to us as parents that they just want to lump them all in one box. And each child is different and Mm -hmm. has different levels of severity of these clefts. And so, um, again, it's just a hole. So the hole can be different sizes. It can be in different places. So when you're talking about a child who, um, you know, is born with a cleft, it's going to involve not just the outside structure of the face and, and the way that they look, but it also connects with eating And breathing Mm -hmm. and uh, swallowing all of these different and speech speech is huge and these are things that a newly diagnosed pregnant mom may not understand Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't know so we're not just a foundation to help Parents Pay for those medical bills because they can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But we're also there, like I said earlier about this weekend, to lend support and encouragement and to, to grow the awareness and um, just the knowledge, really, mm-hmm. of what this is all about.
1: I love it. I know, especially in the medical community, there's a lot of confusion, and like you said, not every child, like every child, is different. So, right. how has your experience with your daughter and going through this process really opened up ministry opportunities as you work with other families?
0: Well, we're we're a ministerial family, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it, long before that we got famous with Duck Dynasty, it our heart is just for other people because of our spiritual foundation Absolutely. because of Jesus Christ. And so that's there. And, you know, I um, I was helped by a, a mother previously that, that had a cleft baby who was nine months older than Mia. So she kind of helped me and grounded me and, like, calmed me
1: mm-hmm.
0: in, in this whole process. And in turn, I did that to the ones behind us in our community. We have four that were born oh pretty much within about four or five years of each other Mm -hmm. and we kind of have our own little support group and we were there for them when um when we were notified by the hospital that a plus baby was born that's something that we did after Mm -hmm. mia was born and we felt like god led us to the right surgeons for her we traveled to dallas quite often Mm -hmm. which is about four and a half hours from from us in monroe but we felt like we were getting the best care and the best information. And so we contacted the hospitals, our local hospitals, and said, if there's ever a baby born with a cleft, can you please call us?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we'd like to come and encourage these families. And so we've done that quite a few times and formed our own little local support group. But, you know, in ministry, I mean, that's what we're about. We're about helping people get through tough situations. And I don't know how people do it without the support of um, of other people, of their church family, mm-hmm. we have a wonderful church family that support and help us. So we just we have a heart for that. So when you know we became famous with the Duck Dynasty crazy thing that happened <laughs> in our life, and we realized we need to be using this our our platform can grow even larger
1: absolutely to
0: to help people with this condition. And so that's what we've done. And. I have a few facts if you want me to just kind of Go rattle for them off. It. To you Share them with us. We have been um collecting these just so we could present them Friday night, but since March of 2014, we've helped 60 families financially mm. in 26 different US states. Wow. And we decided we wanted to do this domestically. There are so many great organizations that help people in other countries. Mm-hmm. Smile Train and, and Operation Smile do fabulous work. But we wanted to help people who were in the same boat as we were. And that's the boat of hardworking American families who have insurance, but who at the end of the first two surgeries, we were looking at $12,000 of debt. Yikes. And we didn't have a savings account, hardly. We had two other little boys at home we were trying to put through a Christian school. And we had to make some sacrifices, and so we want to be able to alleviate some of that stress for some of the families because we don't want them to choose between being in debt versus getting the best care for their child.
1: Mm-hmm. We want you to be
0: able to alleviate both of those worries. So that's what we started out doing. So since then, we have we have given and awarded almost $270,000 wow. in financial assistance. That is, um, we've sent out 30 care bags mm. to kids in the hospital. And that's just this past year we decided. That's something that Mia wanted to do. What is a Let's care bag? Let's put something together and give it to kids who are in the hospital. Okay. So that's what we did. And and those little care bags were stuff that we knew that Mia wanted
1: mm-hmm.
0: when she was in the hospital. So a stuffed animal, a blanket. She loves playing cards. So mm-hmm. we, we put a deck of cards in there, things that just are comforting, you know, to kids in the hospital. Um, we've been an advocate for multiple families with insurance and hospital billing problems. We've helped settle over $20,000 in disputed claims Amazing. without cost to the Miyamu Fund yeah. or to those families. And that's just this year alone. Um, we have sent, let's see, three we have three local babies born that I've met with here recently to um, help the family with their initial concerns. So. Really, overall, not just including people that we've written checks to, mm-hmm. because, again, there's so much more that we want to give families than just the money, but encouragement and support. We would say over 100 families have been helped since the beginning of the Me Fund.
1: That's amazing. And I've followed those other organizations as well internationally, but you're right. There's been a deficit here in the United States, and it's incredible how the Lord has called you guys to step up and fill that role. Along yeah. those lines, how what is something the Lord has really worked with you guys through the last couple of years as you walk this journey?
0: Well, um, overall, you know, me is fifteen, <laughs> so it's almost like it, it's in, in some ways it seems like a really long, hard journey, and in other ways it seems like okay, we we we, we could do this, you know, mm-hmm. it, it it we're almost finished because you know at the beginning the awareness factor is so low, and people think oh, don't you just go to the hospital and have a surgery and it's fixed? And we thought that too.
1: And, mm-hmm.
0: you know, when we were, when we were, um, our eyes were opened to all of the intricacies and this long, arduous journey that we were about to embark on, it does test your faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It makes you call out like, why? Why did this yep. happen? I did everything right. I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't, what, what? What just happened here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And God, we, we're living the way we think that you've called us to live. We're, we're, we're ministering to other people. We're raising our children in the Lord. We're, we're faithful in our, and loving in our marriage. And why? And a lot of times I, I, I felt guilty about asking that question mm. because growing up in the church, I, I was told, you yeah, know, you don't question God. You just trust You just trust. You don't question him. And I just thought, that's great on paper Mm
1: -hmm. and in books
0: and in motivational speeches. But when life really throws a roadblock right in your face, the first question you ask is why. And that's our human nature. And without asking the question, how am I going to search for the answers? Mm. So I I worked through that. And I, I will never understand some of those questions of why until I get to heaven and God lays it all out in front of me, and all of my, my boxes will be checked. <laughs> and I'll say, Oh, but honestly, we've had already some of those moments of, Wow, now I see. And this is one of them the Mia Moo Fund. How many more people have learned about God and Jesus Christ and serving others because of our daughter and the situation there? I don't question now, the fact that why did, the, the question change? I'll say that. Mm-hmm. The first question was, why did this happen to me? And we realize through these last 15 years of this journey is, why not? Oh, that's good. What makes us so special that we are not going to go through hard times to strengthen our faith in Jesus Christ? In fact, God promises That we will go through hard Mm times. So, if we didn't, that might be something we might want to reflect upon in our own lives. So, um, yeah, it's difficult, and in almost every interview, I have to I have to say this verse, and it is Romans five three through Mm five, and we feel like that is our family mantra verse because Paul says. We should rejoice in our sufferings, mm-hmm. which is completely opposite of what the world says. That's true. You've got to avoid suffering at all costs. And doesn't God want us to be happy? <laughs> we need to run from suffering because God wants us to be happy. There's no verse that says God wants us to be happy. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, but Paul says we should rejoice in our sufferings because suffering produces perseverance. Mm. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And that hope is found through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that, to me, that screams Mia. In, in, in everything that we do, she's gone through a lot of suffering. But in every situation, she has persevered. Mm. And her character shows, and that gives hope to so many other kids. And, 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 you know, this weekend, we had everything planned out in our mind. And we kind of, you know, well, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to accomplish. And about midday on Saturday when all of these families are just having a, having such a fun time. And we started taking family pictures with each individual family. And one point I looked down and we didn't know where to put one, one of the little girls. And I said, would you, would you mind sitting in Mia's lap? And she, she just, her <laughs> eyes just lit up. And she said, yes, yes. And I thought, oh. And Jace later on said, Mia, we've realized something today. These kids think you're a superstar. They surrounded her all weekend. They could not wait for her to speak to them, to hold their hand, to play games with them. They didn't care less about us. (laughs) (laughs) It was really about Mia because she's inspiring to them and gives them hope. And so that has far exceeded our expectations of anything when she was
1: born. I love that. As a mom, what's it like to see your 15-year-old daughter become such an inspiration to so many people?
0: Oh, it's inspiring to me as well. I mean, that's what I said. It just exceeds all of our expectations because, you know, when you have, when you, we find out you're pregnant and, and you're so, you have all of this hope of, a, of what, you know, what we, what the world considers a perfect child. And mm-hmm. then you get the news that they're not going to be perfect. And it's almost like that joy, it steals a bit of that joy from you. And there's a lot of mixed emotions there. It is, happiness that you're going to have a child but then it's sadness that it's not this child's not going to be as perfect as you thought and what is this road there's so many different emotions there's guilt for even thinking Mm -hmm. that you're not as happy as you should be there's just so many different emotions and so to look back now for the last 15 years and see how god has used not just us but our child Mm -hmm. and uh, to inspire and motivate so many people is completely overwhelming at times, but um, brings us all, all of that joy that we thought we were going to miss out on and much more.
1: I love it. I know you mentioned Romans 5. Do you guys have any other scripture verses that you really lean on during the hard times?
0: Well, I love Exodus fourteen fourteen, where it says that he will fight for you. Mm. You need only to be still. And I know that so many so many times. I just have to, because I'm a fixer. I just want to take it
1: -hmm. (laughs) off.
0: It's like, wait a minute. He's (laughs) going to fight for me. I don't have to do this. I don't have to fight every battle. He's fighting for me and he loves my child even more than I do, Mm. which is a lot. (laughs) So just to know that and to know that he never abandoned us, that he's been there the entire time and that he's saying you've got this because I'm with you every step of the way.
1: I love it. I love it so much. You've actually answered all the questions I have. Would you <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to add? Tell us a little bit anything else?
0: Well, you know, we're hoping to make this fundraiser and fun day an annual event. And so, uh this fundraiser was the first one and it was called Poker at the Plantation. And we recently, Jason and I recently bought an old plantation in Monroe called the Log Town Plantation. And we were able to host it out there and and the the weather was so wonderful and uh, so many volunteers were helping us. So, you know, we we even asked the families yesterday after church service, do y'all wanna come do this again? I mean, we know it's a long drive and they were like, yes, please (laughs) put it on the calendar. So uh we're we're planning on doing that. So we're hoping that not just the fundraiser will grow every year, but then that more and more families will find the time and the resources to, to to come and share with each other for that weekend.
1: Wow. I love it. I love everything. It's so great. And it's really inspiring just to sit down and hear about what Mia is doing and how she's working with other kids. Thank yeah. you. So thank much you for stopping by much. on the show today. We really appreciate it. One of the things we like to do with our guests before they say goodbye is we ask for them to pray for our listeners. Would you be able to do that?
0: Absolutely. Dear Lord, we come to you right now and just thank you for this opportunity of really of social media and technology that we can get the word of your son out to more and more people every day and I pray for the families that some of them may not even have gotten home yet because they drove so many miles to come and to be encouraged i pray for their safety i pray for their strength i pray for their authenticity for their openness with just their community to to pass on what they have received, not just from the miamu fund but from the uh from the donors and everyone who has been so generous and i pray for those listening right now that if they are having a problem in their life that they will not back away from it, but that they will persevere, just like Paul told us in Romans, that we build character through that and that we can give hope to other people because of the hope that your son gave us through his death and his burial and his resurrection. Lord, thank you for the resurrection, the hope of a brand new body with no surgeries, no sickness, and no disappointments. Thank you for that life with you and that hope with you. In your son's name we pray, amen. Amen.